Hello, and welcome to What's on Tap, Lancaster, the show that pours out the latest need-to-know trends, insights, and strategies for young professionals in the business community. I'm your host, Ashley Glenser. And I'm your other host, Molly Krauser. We hope that today's episode equips and inspires you to join us in cultivating a thriving community. Let's dive in. We're thrilled to welcome Chayla Hutner, the Visitor Center and Lancaster Office of Promotion, or LOOP, manager for the city of Lancaster. With her team, she manages tourism within the Visitor Center and oversees the management of the large-scale events that are hosted by the city each year, such as Celebrate Lancaster and the Red Rose Run. One of her greatest professional points of pride is empowering others not only within her team, but throughout the city by extending equal opportunities to small businesses, local artists, and members of our community. We are also excited to have Ed Harris on the show. Ed has served as the president and CEO of Discover Lancaster, the county's official destination marketing organization, since June of 2020. Ed came to Lancaster from the Valley Forge Tourism and Convention Board, where he had led their creative team since 2014 as chief marketing officer. Prior to joining Valley Forge, he held brand management roles at the Converse line of Nike, eBay, Under Armour, and Timberland. He is often a guest presenter at industry conferences and was named to the Philadelphia Business Journal's prestigious 40 Under 40 list in 2017. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having us. To start us off, what ignited your passion for tourism in the Lancaster community? Well, I've always had a love of downtown Lancaster since I moved here in the 90s when I went to Millersville University. And seeing the city at that time to where we are today has been an incredible testament to how we can evolve as a city and how culture responds to changes over time, especially in regards to the arts, I would say, which I feel is a huge contributor to the development that we've seen. So being part of that growth and the change and then selling it to people as our job is pretty amazing. That's awesome. I have a, a little bit of a different path. I spent the bulk of my career, as you mentioned, developing brands in marketing roles. And so I'm more of a transplant to Lancaster. Been here just two years, starting my third year. Actually, last week was the first week of my third year here in this amazing place. We call it Lancaster County. And the bulk of my background is really as a marketer. And as those marketers out there know, it's all about telling a great story and making sure that your products, or in our case, our destination, really stands out amongst competitors. And so for me, when I had a chance to really dig in and understand the wide range of unique things you can experience in Lancaster City, in the countryside, in our small towns like Lidditz and Strasburg and everywhere in between, it's a dream job for any marketer because the wide range of things to do in this amazing place of Lancaster County is second to none. Sold. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I'm doing my job. Awesome, great, we're done. <laughs> that was it. No, that's a wrap. Um, yeah, right. Uh, so tell us a little about Loop and Discover Lancaster. So I'll kind of let you both maybe provide some kind of key distinctions between the two organizations and then maybe also how you really nicely play together. Yeah, sure. So Loop is the Lancaster Office of Promotion And that's not only the home base of the tourism downtown, but it's an activator for engagement in our city. And we're actually within the Department of Neighborhood Engagement. We're under that umbrella. So we do the city-led events and small business support 
we work with the community in various ways to promote not only what the visitors to our city are drawn to, but we work with the neighbors and the community and the residents who live here. So we're really trying to be a lot of different things, both for tourists and the residents. So I think that's one pretty big distinction when you say so, Ed. Yeah, and so my team is fortunate because we get to work with Chela and her group of all-stars. And what separates us, I think, is some of our structure. So we are member-based. We have close to 500 businesses who are part of Discover Lancaster, and they range from hotels to restaurants, attractions, and many other interesting businesses in our community. And in addition to having members, we are funded by the hotel tax in Lancaster County. So when guests spend the night here in Lancaster County, we receive tax money that helps fund Discover Lancaster. And the other distinction would be that although we certainly support and promote a lot of things that are happening locally, the majority of our work primarily shows up in places like New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., And we just want to stay top of mind for people who are thinking about taking a trip. And if we can get them to choose Lancaster, our local economy is going to benefit. So I think that's another key distinction. Yeah, for sure. And as you kind of focus on like the whole large picture, we're really sort of centralized with the city and the neighborhoods and that kind of thing. So even though people are drawn for the larger picture, we like to draw them in and really keep them downtown. That's awesome. And that's really clear distinction, too. I think with folks who live in and around the city, but also countywide, I think it's really nice to have that distinction. So thanks for sharing that. So how do you maybe support one another? What does City of Lancaster and Discover Lancaster do together that might overlap or create some efficiencies in how we view ourselves or in tourism? So my whole team at Loop is new, pretty much. So, you know, starting a whole new team sort of from scratch and learning the job together as like seven of us is a pretty daunting task. And Ed's team was just so welcoming, reached out to us, was like, let's talk, let's have meetings, let's see where we can overlap. And very graciously, Ed has invited me to be part of his board, which is really cool because I don't think this kind of collaborative relationship really existed before. So now we can double our efforts and Some of the things that we would have just been working on parallel can just, you know, join forces and make a stronger impact. Well said. I don't know (laughs) how I'm going to top that. But yeah, no, we're lucky to have people like Chela who are ingrained into what we're doing going forward. And we've got all kinds of committees where we're looking for leaders in the community to help move things forward from a tourism standpoint. But we are well aware of the tourism assets that can be found in the city, in Lancaster City. So from Central Market to Southern Market, from Prima Theater to Fulton Theater, decades to the Barnstormer, Zootropolis, I could go on and on. There's just so many fun things to do when you come into Lancaster City that it's important for a company like Discover Lancaster to be tied into what Chela's team of all-stars are doing at Loop. Thanks, Ed. That's oh, nice. I, I know. See how we friendly we are? <laughs> collaboration. <laughs> we love collaboration. I feel like that's been like an unknown star of some of this podcast has come out, has been like, wow, there are a lot of people collaborating on a lot of different things in this community in a way that you don't see everywhere else. It's critical. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So how has tourism shifted the landscape of Lancaster? 
I think the shift in tourism can be experienced by visiting the city. You might be drawn to the Amish experience at first because that's what Lancaster's famous for. Often, you know, people are really amazed at what the city has to offer. They'll drive through Amish country to get here and they'll be like, we're here to do the Amish experience. Where should we go? And we're like, okay, turn right back around and go the other way. But while you're here, why don't you check out some of the restaurants? Why don't you check out some of the other things that we have going on downtown? And another thing that we're trying to do is like put the message out there of Lancaster being a welcoming city or a certified welcoming city. And so when you come here to the city, you're really seeing a shift from the 90s where it used to be sort of ghost town-ish, dare I say. You know, the arts have revitalized it, and now we're the refugee capital of the nation. So you're seeing incredible amounts of diversity, and the things that that can bring to a city are really exciting. So I think when you come here, you kind of expect this one lane, and then you're seeing the shift because the city's shifting and the city's growing in this really exciting way. Yeah, that's tough to follow up. I think you hit it right on the head. The only thing I would add is that for us, as we're trying to build awareness for the wide range of things to experience here, that's attracting a more diverse group of visitors. And just the energy in Lancaster City and some of our small towns has really been building as we've come out of the pandemic. What we're seeing and hearing is that people drove out from the cities to experience Lancaster County even during the pandemic. And what they've realized is that We are so much more than some of our older perceptions of countryside and the captivating Amish neighbors we have, but there's just so much going on now in Lancaster City and in all these small towns throughout Lancaster that it's, I think, going through a renaissance as we speak today. I think it's evolving and becoming better and better. It's a nice way to put it, Ed. I like that. (laughs) Renaissance. Yeah, as a life a lifelong Lancastrian. <laughs> I went away for a few years and came back specifically because I felt like there was this really great growing dynamic between kind of city and country. And what did that look like to live in the city, but be so close to this like fertile farmland where I could get the best produce. And so I think it's a shift for also Lancastrians too, that have lived within this landscape. And how are we bringing people in? Because we love the place that we're living and we love this dynamic between kind of fun, vibrant city and calm, you know, peaceful farmland. So I think there's a lot to be said, too, from a local perspective or a Lancastrian perspective of how that dynamic has shifted and how well that's going. So kudos to both of your teams (laughs) for making, you know, a local feel like it's just shifted so much over the last 10 years. Molly's mentioned being, you know, a lifelong resident of Lancaster. And for professionals newer to the Lancaster area like myself, Can you share a bit about how tourism serves as an economic driver for our community? Well, from a sheer number standpoint, I'm happy to share that 2021, which the last year we have full numbers for, was a record year in Lancaster County for tourism. We saw over 9 million visitors come to Lancaster County who collectively spent over $2.3 billion with a B. And so Tourism. You want to be very clear. (laughs) It's pretty significant. It's right up there with things like agriculture, manufacturing, and healthcare. And tourism is right in that conversation. And it is a big deal when you're talking about the fact that it also equates to close to 15,000 jobs here in Lancaster County that are part of our tourism economy. And so, 
just from sheer numbers, I think those numbers speak for themselves, but it's it's also growing. During the pandemic, in talking to hotels and campgrounds and B&Bs and even Airbnbs, there's been a surge in people who have more flexibility with their corporate jobs who are showing up midweek to Lancaster City and Lancaster County, opening up their laptop and discovering that Lancaster is much more than they realized. And so in a way, we've benefited in a weird way from the pandemic because our friends in nearby cities gave us a chance to get away when they got here. They realized, wow, this place is cool. Yeah, I would add a personal anecdote to the proof of tourism. You don't really think about tourism as being this like huge economic booming business necessarily, unless you're in the business like Ed and I. My husband and I just went to the Poconos and it was a really small town. We went to a hotel. You know, we were like, we're just going to be super chill. We're not going to do anything. And then we were active, like super active the whole time. We went shopping. We went to different restaurants. We went out for drinks. We just like kept going the whole time to the farmer's markets, even though it was this tiny, tiny little town, a fraction of what Lancaster has to offer. And I was like, oh my God, we just spent so much money. (laughs) Here's proof. This is proof. This is the proof of what tourism brings to a town. And all those businesses are affected by what you think is just a fleeting getaway. So yeah, there's a huge power with taking those vacations and being in a place where people want to go. Another anecdote, when I was growing up, we used to come here for spring break and we would go to the Doubletree, which was Willow Valley's resort. And a couple of family friends would stay with my family. And, you know, growing up, that stuck with me. And so you have that generational tourism, too, where I knew Lancaster is a special place when I was younger. And now here I am. And I encourage my friends and my peers and those who were even there at the time to come back to Lancaster. Yeah. And like, think about word of mouth. The power of word of mouth is, you know, this tried and true way that people recommend a business, you know, a restaurant or whatever. But modern day word of mouth is social media. So you go and you're like hashtagging things and you're taking pictures of yourself in the place that you're staying. And then boom, before you know it, you have instant reach and it's this broad reach and it's like monumentally more powerful than verbal word of mouth. So yeah, tourism is marketing. That's a great way to say it. You had mentioned something around agriculture and manufacturing are critical to the economy. And I think we know that, right? But how has tourism connected to maybe some of those other key industries or work within those kind of other key industries? Sure. Well, the thing that comes to top of mind first would be something that's relatively new that we'll be introducing this fall again for the second time, which is a countywide restaurant week. And the way it ties back to agriculture is... We've partnered with the Lancaster Farmland Trust. And so participating restaurants in Lancaster City and all our small towns can decide what type of menu items they might want to offer during restaurant week and contribute a portion of their bill to the Lancaster Farmland Trust. And in doing that, we are preserving our local farms who are providing for our local restaurants. And I think In coming up with those types of ideas to collaborate with different groups around the county, you touched on it earlier. It's a very unusual and unique place in that people do want to work together from different industries and different groups throughout the county. And that's what I think in being a transplant and moving and relocating my family here 
is one of the most special things that I find fascinating at how collaborative people are willing to be. And that's one example. We also support, speaking of Restaurant Weeks, the Restaurant Week in the City. Yeah, I was going to say, there's two of them, I guess, right? Yeah. And so they fall at different times. And let's face it, our food scene's amazing. Not only the variety of food that you can find, you know, in a place like Southern Market and all across the county, but the farm to table aspect of certain restaurants, it's really become a foodie scene. And who doesn't want to live in a scene that's a foodie scene, right? Right. Yeah, right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, so. <laughs> hey, all. It's Molly. Today, my brew in hand is Our Town Brewery's Proper Pills. A crisp, light-handed traditional lager, this beer is a must-have for all occasions. Proper Pills celebrates the rich German brewing history in Lancaster County with distinct bohemian hops flavors. Gather your coworkers and try Proper Pills Lager for your next happy hour outing in Lancaster City. Follow Our Town Brewery on Instagram and Facebook at Our Town Brewery for the latest news. Now, back to the interview. So I'm curious. How has your vision transformed over the length of time that you've been in the role? You know, getting into the role, seeing what Lancaster has to offer. And, you know, maybe you had a vision when you started, but how has that transformed or changed over time? For me, in joining Discover Lancaster, I learned quickly that our organization went through a rebranding exercise. A few years back, our organization was known as the Pennsylvania Dutch Convention and Visitors Bureau. And so that was a big shift at the time to go from being branded as the Pennsylvania Dutch CVB, if you will, to Discover Lancaster. I think it was a really smart decision at the time, and it allowed us to expand our product portfolio, if you want to think about it that way, from a tourism asset standpoint, because now as Discover Lancaster, we're all encompassing with our organization's name. And we did keep the mission the same. And our mission is still very simple. It's to inspire people to visit and discover Lancaster. And so that hasn't changed, but we are Discover Lancaster today. And it's so much better, in my opinion, because it's more inviting to the entire offering versus having Pennsylvania Dutch in our organization's name. And sure, the Pennsylvania Dutch, that will always be a part of what makes us different in terms of other places you can visit and makes us unique and special. We'll never lose that. And that'll always be part of our marketing mix. But we're so much more than that in the year 2022 and going into 2023. Yeah. And for me, I joined Loop in the fall of 2021, you know, right before the next COVID surge. And an enormous part of what we do at Loop is the events, the big six events that we do. So in the past two years, the previous years, it was all virtual. So we were bringing everything back online. And that was kind of like our charge when we got there, like bring everything back to life, revitalize everything, recover. So we were doing that and, you know, in general, putting those pieces together, bringing the new team together. And then the mayor not only put the emphasis on tourism, but also local engagement and supporting small businesses. So we've really done that by prioritizing local residents and giving them opportunities, opening the door for them, like be a part of Celebrate, be a part of Red Rose Run. 
like through our performers and our vendors and the people that we work with. And we're really proud because we've started some new programs like Art Alley, where we're representing artists in the community. It's an alternate location destination to Gallery Row, where we focus on giving opportunities to underrepresented artists, you know, that are just starting out and emerging community because there's so much art in this town. So really the shift for Loop has been this passion that I'm so glad my whole team shares with me, the passion for inclusion and the passion for providing opportunities. It's pretty spectacular. I love what that represents too. If we think about, you know, the shift that you guys had in kind of branding to this, it encompasses more than that. And then being able to say it encompasses everyone. And how do we make sure that everyone feels like they're a part of that too is really amazing. So I love that. Thank you so much. So we're curious, you talked a bit about kind of the people who come here and have come here every year for 30 years. And then we talk about kind of this diversity and who may be coming. Can you paint a few broad strokes for us? Who is coming to Lancaster County or Lancaster City and why? There are a surprising amount of international travelers. Like daily, we get people from like all over the globe, like Spain and France and Colombia and countries that you would be like surprised that are here in Lancaster. And I will say... Amish is a draw, for sure. The historic nature of the city is also a draw. That's another reason that they come. And like I said, our whole MO is like, once you're in the city, let's show you what else we have, for sure. I know I took a stat from our website, and there are 162 countries that have researched Lancaster as a destination. So that's kind of amazing. It's really cool. Yeah, and I would just echo what Chayla said. I mean, history buffs, for sure, from Thaddeus Stevens to... Our Amish roots, people come here and want to learn about that. We get a surprising number of athletes coming to Lancaster thanks to Spooky Nook Sports. In fact, <laughs> you said it right. It's, uh, it's considered the largest indoor sports facility in North America. So many people don't realize that, but it's not uncommon to have over 400 teams competing in a mega tournament over a four-day weekend. And so from a tourism perspective, that means business for our restaurants, our hotels, etc. So from history buffs to athletes, we also have a surprisingly large growing number of people choosing to retire here in Lancaster County. And then all the fun things to do in all of our towns in Lancaster City is attracting, you know, millennials and younger crowds, especially now that people have more virtual flexibility in where they can work. And so that's contributing to a whole new range of people choosing to visit Lancaster. Yeah, just from seeing not just in the Welcome Center, but in general, like at Market or at restaurants and everywhere. Like there's this culture of people coming from Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York. It's like, oh, this is a really affordable, cool, small city to live in. And I just am meeting more and more new people that are like, oh yeah, I'm from New York. I live here now. So I'm a historic walking tour guide down. Oh my gosh, you (laughs) are? Yes. And so I feel like the same thing. I have had more younger people. I mean, even just comparison to last year, of younger people that have come that are like, oh, we're from Philly or we're from New York and we're just in for the weekend and very much a millennial (laughs) like adventure. So whatever you're doing from a digital perspective seems to really be working. And I think a lot of the places that we have locally that are creating opportunities for 
digital enhancement, like the way things, you know, look and this kind of like vibe that people are creating is really working because I've had on multiple occasions, just younger couples or younger friends, like a group of five friends came once and that was just like they were having a weekend in the city. Oh, Molly, I think that segues nicely into the next question, which is, you know, how is the tourism industry leveraging an ever-changing digital environment to engage younger generations in tourism? Well, I can share at Discover Lancaster that the amazing team we have that posts on our social media every day is half my age, which is a good thing. And we're on all the, the key channels, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And so that's really become a key touch point because we have so much to talk about. So we're very active on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day, sharing out all these cool things to do here. And so we have to continue to test new technology as the younger travelers we're finding, they want to customize their whole weekend trip. They don't really want to necessarily arrive on a motor coach like some of our senior fans of Lancaster and have a couple places sort of mapped out for them. So we have to understand the younger visitor first so that we can speak to them in the right place, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think the younger generation and connecting to them is key. It's always a work in progress because technology is constantly changing in general and evolving. So you really have to stay relevant with that. You know, like I was looking at the stats just to get some data for this interview. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at how many people are using their phone compared to a desktop. No one's using a real computer, not even a tablet. They're just using their phones for everything. So as much mobile integration as you can do and staying on top of the trends that way just to keep people involved and do it in a way that's really easy for them. Like I'd love to develop tours that you can do on your phone and navigate the city through a city app someday. Like these are my long-term goals. So we're trying to get like this youngest tourist excited about Lancaster County, but we're also trying to keep engaged the folks who have consistently come here. Like, what does that dynamic look like of trying to engage everyone at the level that they're at? It's not easy. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's hard. But, <laughs> like, that's super hard. The first thing is. But I think one thing that smart organizations do is they take the feedback they see on social media very seriously. Because in a way, you can view, you know, whether it's Facebook comments or Instagram comments, whatever they are, as real feedback. Now, some of it's extreme and, and, and you don't want to pay attention to, but on the whole, if you have a lot of feedback on a particular post or a topic, it's really good research coming from a third party. And so that can help you at least understand some trends if you don't have a marketing research budget to do surveys with different age groups and things like that. We're fortunate in that from Sight and Sound Theater to Turkey Hill Experience, it's a very shareable community in terms of data. And so that helps us understand who is coming to Lancaster County, whether it's age groups or zip codes, those types of things certainly help plan future campaigns, but I don't think there's an exact science to it. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's really hard to know. And like, you're kind of safe doing family friendly, but you know, that's not everybody. So you want to have nightlife and you want to have things for kids to do. If, if you cover a little bit of everything, you know, it's like kind of the best you can do, but it's a challenge for sure. Yeah, and I, I would go back to something you said earlier, with which I thought was really important. Lancaster County is certainly more affordable than some other vacation options. And that draws a lot of families. 
and there are tons of things to do in Lancaster County if you're a family. And so I think that will always be a group that still wants to come and discover Lancaster. Ooh, you did it. You plugged it. You plugged it. Fit it in. I like it. A key demographic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you developing solutions to current barriers and challenges to the tourism industry across Lancaster County? Well, I would say like we should call the last couple of years the pivot years, you know, and if you aren't flexible and able to adapt and just step around the issues like your industry or your business is kind of going to struggle. So adaptation and flexibility and creative problem solving, you know, those are some of our go-tos in the business. And I think like all businesses everywhere, we're kind of thinking in this way, don't you think, Ed? Absolutely. And I'll take a step back and just say, I personally am very fortunate because we have a rock star marketing team headed up by Sarah Long and the team. And they're always trying to think ahead and solve problems. The thing that comes to mind most recently is right now, there are some inflationary pressures, whether you want to talk about gas prices or whatever. And our team decided on social media that for eight weeks, we would give away two $250 gift cards to help people choose Lancaster and lessen those inflationary pressures on making a road trip to come visit Lancaster. And that's just one idea that comes out of the brainstorming meetings that our team has, I'd also go back to echo what Chayla said, you know, during the pandemic, I think smart organizations were making sure hours for their operations were up to date on their website. Were they open? Were they closed? What were their specific hours? And the chamber did just an amazing job during the pandemic of being out in front as much as possible and sharing important information that local businesses needed to know as we went through those twists and turns of the pandemic. And I think that transparency was just so important and just respected by the community. Woohoo, we Chamber. <laughs> we tried our best. Ed, you're so good at like shouting out the right thing. I know. It's just like, oh, so switching gears a bit, and you know, as Chamber staff members, we don't have favorites. You know, you don't have favorites either, but what are some recommendations that you would give for specific events, activities, places to see in the city and in the county? Well, I can say because it's very top of mind. I came from a restaurant today that I think has arguably the best Nashville hot chicken sandwich <laughs> on the planet. And that's a place called Route 66 right here on the edge of Lancaster City. I went with a colleague for lunch there, but me being sort of, I can't use the new guy too much longer because I've been here two, <laughs> year, two years, but I'm still getting out and discovering all kinds of gems. I went out to the Susquehanna River Trail recently and I did the trail, but next time I go, I want to grab a kayak and just being here two years, Lancaster County is a very big geographic place from the city out to Lidditz, Strasburg. Intercourse, Columbia, all these different places are unique. And for me to pinpoint like a top 10 is probably too early in my tenure because I don't feel like I've really honestly done it all yet because I'm still like today. You're discovering Lancaster? Exactly. I love it. You need to come work for us tomorrow. (laughs) 
Well said. Yeah, well said, uh, but even if you've been here forever, like I have, it's still hard to pinpoint where your favorites are, you know? There's so many new things popping up. One of my places that I love to go for a lunch is Norbu in the city. If you've tried that, it's Burmese and Nepalese. That's my list. Oh, it's <laughs> so great. And just like the natural parks, you know, County Park is really amazing. If you explore that, the Garden of the Senses. And there's a new park, Melbourne Park in the city. That's just new within the last year. We've got just, like you said, a lot of gems. There's beautiful murals all over the place. I'd love to start a mural tour. That's one of my goals. Yeah, so many places to explore and more keep popping up. So, like, I can't wait to discover Lancaster, too. Oh, <laughs> That's great. oh my gosh. It's a cliche, but I believe there is something for everyone. And that's said a lot in the tourism industry, no matter where you go. But I don't know that people who use that phrase can back it up like we can. So this kind of gets a little bit to what you were, were getting to because you shared your own kind of experiences. But how can Lancastrians help drive tourism? Well, for us, our social media thankfully continues to grow. And we would just encourage people to follow us. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. I'm going to miss one, but we're on most of <laughs> the channels you can kind of follow. And discoverlancaster.com is very important because our business partners, whether it's Dutch Wonderland or Tanger Outlets, the convention center in town, all these different places, they are on a daily or weekly basis, they're updating the calendar of events. And the calendar of events is really our most popular clicked on page because it's the most up to date in terms of things to do. So I would encourage the audience to check out our calendar of events because you'll probably be surprised that there's a lot more going on than they may realize. Yeah, I would say exact same. We have visit LancasterCity.com and we have all of the other outlets, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. And we have a self-submission for events. So you could promote what's going on with you and your business or your art, or if you're a musician, whatever it is that you have going on, you can submit that on our website and promote yourself. And it'll be on there. And in that way, you're promoting the city. Thank you. We'll, we'll provide all of that information to our listeners. Young professionals are at the heart of this podcast. So considering what we've talked about today, how do you see young professionals as a catalyst for positive impact in Lancaster? Well, I would say that our younger visitors and even residents, they are coming from living in a different generation. And some of those people now have their own small businesses here in Lancaster and food trucks and all kinds of new creative businesses that are springing up. And they are certainly contributing to this awesome evolution of Lancaster County. So we need more of those young entrepreneurs to go after their ideas and set up shop here because we have an audience that wants to support them. I think the people who live in Lancaster County want to support local. So I want to just broadcast that message that if you're under the age of 30, under the age of 40, whatever age you are, we want you here to start your business. I don't know if you would agree with that, but. Yeah, definitely. I believe children are our future. As Whitney Houston. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. Just kidding. No, right. We have really Whitney Houston in the room, everyone. 
No, it's true. It's true because Lancaster has a huge mission for supporting local long ago. There was like a buy fresh, buy local campaign. I think that's just sort of ingrained in our culture. as the Chambers Think Local program at one point. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I, you know, like that exists on so many platforms. Everyone has this like local message and should probably be uniting on that front and all come up with one together and have the great impact, you know. The city's actually talked about revitalizing that maybe. So there's that. And young professionals have this like fresh take and new energy and the motivation that comes when you first start a field. And we need young minds to continue the work and we can be the mentors for the basis and they can build on the foundation that we've already set up and keep making Lancaster cooler. So as Lancaster County continues to grow, what do you each envision for a thriving Lancaster County? I would wish that we would be recognized and put on the map for our vitality and for the things that make us unique beyond the traditional things that we've talked about earlier, you know, beyond the Amish and that our culture, which continues to spark our rejuvenation, kind of becomes that catalyst for growth. And that our diversity that's growing and changing our city kind of weaves us together and makes us stronger. That's what I really hope for the vision of our city. Drop the mic because I, I can't <laughs> wait, go wait, after it's, it's that Molly response. Shine, shine. <laughs> I love this noise. <laughs> I will tell you when somebody's done or said something on the podcast that's been like a mic drop moment. I've done that, but has awesome. yet to make it an actual. Love it. Has yet to make it an actual final cut of anything. So I just don't think Chris really likes that I do that. But come on, um, Chris. No, I think there's just an issue with like it <laughs> getting recorded. Get <laughs> no, but I really appreciate that sentiment. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think just to kind of almost reiterate some things that were said earlier, but just to see that energy continue and creativity, just this well-rounded perspective of our residents and visitors, I think will continue to make this place amazing and continue to move up the charts as a must-see destination to experience. That's amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been so insightful. Yeah, really appreciate kind of insight and grateful for your kind of wisdom too. I think this is a topic that people see and know, but don't necessarily always get to hear the inside scoop from, which I think we got today. So (laughs) thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Friends, thank you for joining us on this podcast journey. You can find out more about upcoming Young Professionals Network programs by following us on Instagram at YPN underscore blank chamber. Subscribe to What's on Tap Lancaster on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your preferred podcast listening platform to stay up to date on our episode releases. Like what you hear? Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We are grateful to Millersville University's Titus Irvin and Blake Harvey for scoring the show. What's on Tap Lancaster is hosted by the Lancaster Chamber's Young Professionals Network. Written by me, Ashley Glenzer, produced and edited by Chris Zarnock, owner of KM Zen Creative, and recorded by Triforce Pro Audio Solutions. Stay inspired, Lancaster.